This is episode three of An Uncommon Serial. Chapter two, The Black Cell. The water slammed into her, then swallowed her whole. Nothing could have prepared Nyx for this level of panic. She felt death all around her, rotting corpses brushing her lips, faceless creatures clawing at her throat. Just as her lungs were about to burst, her chubby legs came through. As if to redeem themselves for getting her into this mess, they found the bottom of the grave, planted themselves in the muck, and shoved her upward. Her head broke the surface, and she filled her chest with delicious air. She was alive. For a second, she was almost disappointed. Leaf would have gotten in way more trouble if she'd drowned. After several gulps of air, she pounded the dirt wall and screamed. The sound of evil laughter answered her. Then it faded. They had left her. Nick steadied herself against the side and spit the dirt flavor out of her mouth. She took in her surroundings and gradually her breathing slowed. The hole wasn't quite as full of demons as she'd imagined, and she felt a little silly for freaking out. That's something her mother would do. Now it was time to relax and think through the situation. To her knowledge, that was something her mother had never attempted. The water came up to Nix's waist and was warmer than she'd expected. The walls seemed to rise ten feet, but Nix knew it was probably more like six. She had no idea how she had avoided landing on the dog. It was still splashing spastically next to her. Nix scooped the animal up and tucked it under her arm. She reached her hand up as high as it would go, still at least a foot from the top. The steady rain gave the sides a slimy feel. A sudden surge of panic twisted her windpipe, cutting off her air. Leaf? Danny? Somebody! I could use some help here! It took a second for the echoes to stop. Then it was quiet, except for the sound of rain filling the grave. It was no use screaming. The nearest houses were a good distance down the hill, and with the river this close, she could fire a grenade launcher and the residents wouldn't turn over in bed. Were people asleep by now? The thought of her own bed made her... Something warm ran down Nix's arm. She dropped the dog and plunged into the water to wash herself. You can swim after that little stunt! Still, she couldn't help feeling a little hypocritical, what with her own unreliable bladder. But at least with her hands free, she could finally get serious about climbing out. It didn't take long to discover the walls were extremely efficient at retaining their prisoners. The sides were too slick to get any traction, but too solid to dig any good footholds, and it was hard to get anything done with the dog clawing at her sides, trying to use her as a life raft. Nick scratched and scraped her hands raw, every few minutes picking up her intrepid companion to keep it from ripping her clothes to shreds. After more than an hour, all she had succeeded in doing was pulling enough mud on top of her that she was starting to resemble the filthy matted dog. The rain hadn't let up. If anything, it had increased since she'd fallen in. It was as if the clouds were as prejudiced against fat people as the rest of the world. Kill the hippo! Keep her from reproducing! The water now reached her ribs, and Nix had to concentrate to keep her panic from taking over. For once she was grateful for her mom's anxiety issues. Surely by now Mrs. Wack would have sent the police out to find her. Except Nix hadn't told her mother where she was going. The graveyard was her private retreat. The chances of anyone stumbling across her were about as good as Captain Planet and the Planeteers coming to pull her out. Why did she have to be so secretive? 
Would it have been so bad to lay a few clues here and there? She could have casually mentioned one day, By the way, Mom, I have an unhealthy obsession with the cemetery, so if I ever go missing, have the rescue party start there. A chorus of frogs began their lazy droning. Were they like crickets? Did their croaking mean nobody was nearby? A surge of claustrophobia rose from Nix's chest and wrapped itself around her throat. Climbing was obviously not working, but if she could get the dog out, maybe it could lead someone back? No, that only happened in hokey 60s shows, but maybe she could write a note and attach it somehow. She didn't have any paper to write on, but she did have her shoes. They were worn smooth on the bottom. She had no pen, but heaven knows she had enough mud to write a novel. Nix wrenched off one of her shoes and smeared a thin layer of mud on the bottom. With her finger, she wrote the word, help. On the other, she wrote, grave. Nix's 15 years of problem-solving experience told her this was a waste of time, but it wasn't like she had a lot else to do. She picked up the dog and tied the shoes around its neck, now to free the beast. She lifted the animal above her head. Smelly dog water dripped down her arms. The mutt seemed to realize what was going on and scrambled for the surface. Nix launched it into the air. The flight was short, and for a terrifying moment, it looked like the dog was coming back down on top of her head. But then it did a funny sort of jerk in midair and landed lightly on the grass next to the hole. Yes! Now go find help! She felt almost as excited as if she'd been the one freed from the pit. Her excitement soon turned to irritation, however, when she caught glimpses of the dog running circles overhead. Go, you dumb dog! Show someone the message! It barked in reply but kept trotting around the hole, every now and then nearly falling back in. After several aggravating moments, the dog finally stopped circling the grave. But now, strange noises made their way down to Nick's little yelps and growls as if it were biting at fleas, then shaking, more scratching and shaking. Nix looked up in time to see one of her white shoes go soaring over the grave. Nix screamed, which smoothly transitioned into sobbing. No one was coming to help, and now she was standing in the mud in her socks. Eventually, the ungrateful dog bounded off toward the river. The familiar hopelessness began winding and growing in Nix's lower extremities. This time, she let the despair wash over her. There was no plan B. Wet, cold, dirty, and miserable. Her hands hurt from digging. Her soaked clothes had rubbed her skin raw, and she was frightened. In fact, more than frightened, because now, for the first time, she noticed how quickly the water was rising. Not only was the rain pouring from the heavens at an obscene rate, but the sloping ground was also guiding a dangerous amount of runoff into the space where her air was supposed to be. The water level was already past her chest. Sure, if it got high enough, she could swim to the top, but between then and now, there would be a good hour or two when the water was too deep to stand in, but not high enough to help her escape. Nix couldn't tread water for more than a few minutes. After that, what did it feel like to drown? Once again, panic sent adrenaline pumping through her. Her arms and legs kicked and clawed at the walls. She couldn't feel the pain anymore. She had to get out, but the walls were too slick with muck and much too tall. The burst of energy faded, but the panic continued boiling. Help! she screamed. Somebody, please help me! Can anyone hear? The chorus of frogs grew louder, as if determined not to be outdone. Nix finally collapsed against the side. Her heart ached from pounding against her ribs, 
The water, now at her shoulders, felt warmer, almost comfortable. Exhaustion crept up her legs and through her arms, loosening the knot in her chest. She was going to die, and she hadn't even gone to prom, or dyed her hair. She hadn't made her own music video or even tried all the seasonal Cap'n Crunch varieties. Her life was a serious tragedy. At least one good thing would come of her untimely death. Leaf and Danny would get in major trouble. Goodbye, cruel world. Maybe the town would have a memorial for her. They'd probably do a nice piece in the cross crier. Nix was finally going to be popular. She shivered. Why was it suddenly freezing? And why had the word sing flashed in her mind like a neon sign? Sing? Sing what? Sing. The word came out of nowhere and seemed to echo off the walls. Her first notion was that she was losing her mind. She had been trapped and panicky for so long, she was now experiencing some sort of traumatic stress delirium. But after a few moments of silence, the word forced itself even more urgently into her consciousness. Sing! Sing, 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 sing! Ridiculous! Why not tap dance? But whether out of desperation or sheer curiosity, Nick sang, softly at first, so she could barely hear herself over the rain, then louder, until her voice bounced off the sides. She made up the words and music, and when she arrived at full lung capacity, she had to admit, she sounded awesome. Open graves had great acoustics. She did feel a bit silly, but the panic was leaving her. She had to keep going. She sang about the drama of her young life cut short, then moved on to why dogs can't be trusted. She'd finished a verse about the stupidity of leaving massive holes laying around when she stopped mid-chorus. She'd heard something. She was sure of it. This time it wasn't the creepy schizophrenic voice in her head. Hello? Is someone up there? Nix called, not daring to hope for an answer. I asked you first, came a female voice. Who's down there? Wild joy gripped Nix and she laughed like a lunatic. It's Nix Whack! Thank you for coming! I'm stuck! You shouldn't be playing in there. I'm not! I fell! Somebody pushed me! Did you get my note on the shoe? You nearly gave me a heart seizure. All that ghostly music coming out the ground. Can't even remember if I took my pills today. You're lucky I didn't just keel over. Then you'd have really been in a bumpy pickle. A lantern illuminated the features of a smallish Native American woman. Lines etched the woman's forehead and eyes. She wasn't rest home old, probably in her early 60s, but way too frail to lift Nix out of the hole. Graveyards are dangerous, the woman said. You should probably sing at home from now on. Was she serious? Uh, can you maybe call someone to help me? It's funny I even found you. I were in my pajamas when I remembered I ain't covered the power mower. Drove up here to keep it from rusting, and turns out I had covered it. <laughs> it's this new medication I'm on done something to my mind. Nice. Of all the people that could have discovered her, she got a senile old lady. Did she even notice that Nix was minutes away from drowning? Is there a groundskeeper or something you could get? The woman made a face. I'm the only groundskeeper around here. I mow the lawns, trim the trees, and dig the graves. Of course, I rent a backhoe for the graves. What? Who puts the batty old woman in charge of digging graves? No wonder there were gaping pits everywhere. So you're the reason I'm stuck in here? The old woman rubbed snot onto her sleeve. 
I didn't push in. You could have covered the graves. With what? I don't know. A big slab of wood? Are you going to provide it? Why were they arguing about this? Okay, I'm sorry. Can you just go find a ladder or something? And anyway, the graves are never open for more than a few days. And Woods Cross, people die in threes. So when I rent the backhoe, I always open three graves. And within a week, they're all spoken for. Right. Nix was starting to wonder if this woman had any intention of helping her. The lady put her hands on her hips. You think I'm Looney Tunes, don't you? Considering Nix was stuck in the ground with this woman as her only means of rescue, she kept her mouth shut. Let me just tell you, in the 18 years I've been the Woods Cross Cemetery groundskeeper, there was only one time it didn't work out. Work out? Seemed a little morbid to be shooting for a corpse quota. I couldn't believe it. Two graves stayed open for almost a year before our next three went, so I had to dig only one more grave. Terrible waste of a backhoe rental. Well, I'd rather not claim this one, if at all possible, Nick said, trying to steer the conversation back to her impending demise. You can't! This is the third grave, and it's already spoken for. You don't happen to have a cell phone I could use, do you? It's home. Don't want to get it wet. I'm Levine Zerby, by the way. You can call me Love. Nix immediately knew she'd have a problem with that. Nice to meet you, Mrs. Zerby, Nix said as cordially as she could manage with a stiff back and dirt in her teeth. Same to you, young lady. Now let's get you out of that muddy water. Finally, in a few minutes, Nix would be in her own bed, away from all this dirt and muck, away from this quarrelsome old groundskeeper, who for some reason had knelt and extended her wrinkly hand. She hadn't even set the lantern down. "'What are you doing?' Nix asked. "'Grab a hold. I'll pull you out.' "'You can't lift me.' "'Sure I can. I'm twice your weight. Probably more like three times.' Now Nix didn't bother to hide her annoyance. Well then, maybe you can see what will happen when you try to drag me out. You'll end up falling on top of me, and we'll both be stuck. Then who's going to call for help? Is this about me or you? Huh? Nix was starting to think her best chance of getting out was the one shoe still floating around the neighborhood. Is it that you don't think I can lift you, or that you won't be able to climb out when I do? Both! My arms are tired and my hands are bloody from digging at this stupid clay! I think you can do it. Well, you're wrong. Go home and call the police! Nix felt bad for being rude, but it seemed the only way to get through to her. Besides, Nix could apologize later when they were both dry and well-rested. There's only one excuse for giving up and that's being dead. Mrs. Zerby got to her feet and set the lantern on the edge of the hole. Trust yourself. I trust my common sense. I think if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish this, she replied in a calm voice. Too calm. She was completely off her nut. Anyway, it stopped raining, so at least you won't drown. The surface of the water was indeed flat and quiet at the level of her shoulders. Mrs. Zerby disappeared. What if it starts again? The panic had returned full force. What was happening? Nix was supposed to have been saved, but now nothing made sense. Don't leave me in here! Lady, this is criminal! 
The woman had to be joking, or maybe she was trying to scare her. But then Nix heard Mrs. Zerby say something. It was barely audible over the sound of the river, but it let Nix know without a doubt that Mrs. Zerby wasn't joking or trying to frighten her. She was simply losing her mind. "'You have a nice voice,' she called. "'But you need to sing more from the diaphragm.' And for the second time that night, Nix was left alone in someone else's grave.' 